That's not how to start the show. That's how to end it. <laughs> yeah. You'll get it one day. Quantum. Oh, yeah. We're only one episode away before I have a sweet jingle for you guys. This is episode three. Welcome to Quantum Bombs. You can always go and check us out and support us at quantumbombs.com. You can also find any podcasting app there on our website along with all we do do this podcast via video all of the links are there we're on youtube rumble odyssey and we're coming to web3 platform soon and for those that don't know what web3 is that means it's built on a blockchain technology built on a blockchain eventually the whole world will be all right so i'm looking at four, four well, three lovely people but i consider myself lovely as well i'm the fourth person at the table today i'm going to throw a curveball at my co-host by having them introduce themselves whatever you leave out i will fill in let's start off with matt keep it short oh okay i'm matt barnett <laughs> run empresariocamp.com and uh it's a transformational leadership camp out in west texas and you can rent it for uh, activities of your own or you can come to one of the two camps that we run each year and uh get an experience that could change your life okay so <laughs> i can make fun of you because you're my friend that was a commercial but it was also who you are matt is also a chemist he's an explosives expert he owns his own explosives company he's an entrepreneur he's a hippie he loves hot springs, but he doesn't do drugs because they don't mix with his business. And now That's we're moving true. on to my brother across the table. Yeah, my name's Russell Hagendorf. Um, I'm an aspiring vagabond, and I'm here for the fun part. Okay. All right. I guess I'm going to introduce you all in the next episode. No one likes to talk about themselves except for me. Um, my brother is a crypto technology guru expert um he loves everything web3 blockchain he's a real estate investor entrepreneur he has a background in um engineering and he's a fun guy he lives a lot of his life abroad like myself and to my left one of my favorite people introduce yourself rex i'm rex because Beth told me i had to be <laughs> <laughs> rex, yeah, rex. rex is uh Along with Matt, he also works 12 years in the, in the well, longer than that, but 12 years in the unexploded ordnance industry where he goes around the world, cleans up dangerous objects like explosives and bombs. He is also, like myself, has an acting background from L.A. Oh, yeah. And, um, oh, yes, most importantly, he is our history buff on the show. He loves everything reminiscent of old times. The good old days. <laughs> the good old days. And Rex, unlike Russell, does not like technology. And then you have myself. I am a TV creator, a TV host. Um, I have created quite a bit of like uh, non-scripted uh, television shows. Go to my website, beth.tv, to check them out. Now I'm producing a YouTube channel all about spirituality explained for the average Joe. I love everything unseen, airy-fairy, fun, positive stuff. Check it out. And now I'm producing this podcast, which brings us today. I'm also going to throw another curveball at my... Well, actually, y'all know. So our topics today are going to be pretty cool, but we can't decide what we're going to talk about first. So I'm going to put the baby formula shortage is side um, heads, side whatever. Who's on the, the, the nickel? Jefferson. Jefferson. Jefferson is baby formula food shortage, and Boy Scouts is the back of some building. Monticello. <laughs> Monticello. Jeff some building. What is the Alamo again? And I'm, I'm going to let you That's do it. the thingy. That's Washington okay. and the Alamo. That's what Can that is. Can we discuss the value of that nickel? 
actually, yeah. Go ahead, Russell. I looked it up. That when, as soon as you got a nickel out, uh, I looked it up. The current melt value of a nickel is 16 cents. What? The melt value? It's no, called, oh, no, but it's not really made of nickel. You know that. Oh, what year? 25% nickel and 75% copper. A, a modern nickel? Yeah, right. The, old the, nickels. Well, I don't think nickels were ever made of actual nickel. But you're telling me that this... Well, they is, changed in 2000. What's the date on that? Because it's, it's 1946 to 2014. Really? What are they What are they after 2014? Wow. Zinc? Something lesser metal. Yeah, a debasing, you know, the currency. No but yeah, kidding. What, so what's the date on it? 16 cents. That's significant. Yeah, I used yeah. to... So when I used to pull <laughs> the pre-82 cop, copper so, uh, pennies out of, of circulation... <laughs> But a lot of people are doing that too. But it's a little bit different because it's a mixture of two different metals. It's not as it's like 1999. And what crime yeah, so are that, you breaking when you melt our own currency well, you, down for the you, actual value of it? You don't need to face them. You don't need to actually melt melt them down. Just if you're a, a prepper or whatever, you think you're going to be bartering bartering with them one day. Well, it's never going to go below its melt value. So you could just have like a box of pre eighty two pennies and like. Oh, look at that! Okay, okay subtopic there. Huh? Yeah, that's pretty nice cool. little and nugget. Could get like a little graph and know which yes. pennies. So that's sixteen years. cents. Yeah, which wow, from five, that's three massive. x. So you yeah. can three x your money. Just pull it, go to the bank, and tell me what all their nickels and sort through. Right. All the people at the rest home that are bored, they could just sit there and sort nickels. Everything twenty fourteen and earlier. Yep. I, see, I see ingots in your future, don't I? Mm-hmm. And free fuel. We we have to burn something that's free. Okay, so yeah, you do it. Are you ready? Oh, we're ready. It's uh, that dude. It's Jefferson. Yeah, which was our third president. History buff? A third, Am yes, I completely third, off? No, no, he was the third president. Awesome. Wow, I'm impressed. I know, that's awesome. Which takes us, no, I, I'm making myself sound silly. Okay, so that's baby I don't form. have was, a really good memory when it comes well, to that stuff. I actually don't know. The John, second. John Adams. Oh, okay, John Adams. Oh. Um, all right, so that brings us to baby formula and food shortage. Y'all hungry? Actually, I'm hungry. I don't have a dog in that fight. You, know, you I, eat, I, don't I, you? Yeah, but I, I'm not baby. Well, well, food shortage. Yeah, but as far as the baby food, I couldn't. I couldn't care two hoots about. Okay, that. well, it's the ba- it's the baby food plus the food shortage. So right, food we can shortage. all talk well, about yeah. that. We need people. Our current event, though, the current the current current thing is baby baby food shortage. Russell, why is this happening to us? Why is the shortage <laughs> happening? Or yeah, I mean, the baby food shortage specifically. Yeah, uh, Russell, the, we're all watching. Why? No pressure. Well, it's definitely because we're sending all the baby formula down to the southern border. <laughs> is this oh, true? like pallets i don't know i mean I, I if you had i guess i can fact check it on my computer but i mean i i don't i don't have the i don't have the well what, what did we talk about a, a while Crenshaw back when we talked it. about the accidents at all these food processing well plants? that's the food shortage in general the overall well, they the, make the, baby food the impending but now for some reason at the oh, moment there's a baby food shortage well, hang on. But there's an impending food shortage i think i know where y'all are going well, so so the reason we have a baby food shortage is because rather than coming up with a solution to increase the supply of baby food or formula, what we're running low on, we decrease the demand by just increasing abortions. (laughs) (laughs) I had to. Sorry, man. Forget, don't create more baby food, just get rid oh, of more no, babies. No, after that joke. Well, yeah, because that's another hot topic. It's a very hot topic right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Nobody can control themselves on that. What? I said nobody can control themselves so on that. So you're saying don't talk about that? No, I'm saying you can talk about anything you want. The, the key is to learn how to observe without emotion, and nobody can do it. Well, some people can do it. I can do it. Really? 
Okay. <laughs> Certain subjects. <laughs> yeah. No, because I do have some, a point that doesn't seem to be made on that subject. And it, should we even go there? Or well, what? it kind of oh, ties I'm with so food curious, population. Rice. Yeah, what do you no, got? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the, the A word we were just, that Russell just brought up. Abortion. Is the fact that we got one side saying we don't... I think it's inappropriate and it's, it's not counterproductive to say outlaw abortions without having something to do with the babies. Because I think forcing people to have babies they don't want is not the end of the story. You know, for people to say, all right, let's outlaw abortion, fine. But then, no, no, because then, then you need to, if you're going to just stop, you can't stop there. You have to give a solution to the people who don't want to have the babies. You know what I mean? Um, you, you, you but can't. you can already just take a baby and go drop it off at the police station, and that's no, not. And I, just well. because I'm in the middle of hearing all about this this argument, and I have friends, both sides, but they're they're going to tell you that there's, hundreds of other solutions and options they'll provide you but well then we go back to the book i gave freakonomics okay and this is a this is true is that i mean and, and, and it goes back to when i lived i lived in new york city in the early 80s the worst crime in history the, new york was chaos it was it was it was beyond everyone was getting mugged and whatnot well then they were trying to do all these laws and whatnot to try to nothing nothing worked but then inexplicably in the 90s crime started to plummet and they couldn't figure out what it was until someone finally figured out that it was Roe versus Wade. In Romania, when Ceausescu took over, he outlawed abortion. About 15, 16 years after that, crime started to skyrocket. Yeah, I'm a so, sociology major, and I can confirm that's true. Exactly. So the point of the matter is, is that when you force people to have kids they don't want, the kids know they weren't wanted, and you, 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 you raise a pretty crappy generation, and that's been proven statistically. So can so, I ask, are you pro-choice? I mm-hmm. now, you, now you're going to get into a situation. I'm I'm what? I'm pro anti population growth. <laughs> if I'm pro, well, you know what? All right, here's the thing. I took a tour of the death chamber at Hunt at at at, at, at um, Huntsville. Okay, and when I was in there, I walked through what a man goes through before he's executed, and I say I'm for the death penalty if I don't think about it. Because it was a pretty horrifying feeling to be in there. And matter of fact, they offered to strap me down on the bed, and I said, no, I, I can't do that. I thought I would, but I didn't. So I'm before the death. I, same thing with abortion, I guess. I'm okay with it if I don't think about it. But you can't, you can't tell me you're not taking a human life. You are. I mean, because if I took anyone here, and, and, and if, say your, your life was a movie and ran it backwards, there's no point, and I could go and say, okay, it's not, it's not Matt anymore. It's not Beth yeah. anymore. We, it's not you, Russell anymore. Starts yep. with a bang. Well, both of y'all yeah. made the mistake of, like not defining the terms before you even started talking about what you're talking about. Okay. Like, wouldn't it be important to define what abortion is? Because is it definable? Y- well, I guess if you come up with a, kinds. if you two come up with a term that you agree on, then you could say I'm for or against that. But I think everybody, like most people, <laughs> fall into the category of a baby that was just born. You can't kill that. Some people are actually calling for like up to four years old. Like that's crazy. <laughs> Can you now, shoot when I'm in a restaurant, <laughs> When I'm in a restaurant, I would be for that. Well, that's no. So awful. that's one extreme. And the other extreme is I've heard people say that, um, the birth control method, uh, the ring, uh, it stops the, I could be wrong on this, but the idea is that you're basically starving the egg from getting the nutrients on from the lining of the uterus, maybe uh, anyway, they're saying that's abortion. So somewhere, but so like not even a zygote. So it takes the yeah. egg and the sperm to become a zygote. So they're saying not even like just one side of it and, and keeping that from getting nutrient and then starving that is abortion. So that, uh, most people are probably okay with that. And, uh, you know, and m- most people are probably think we should let babies live after they're born. 
So somewhere in the middle between some of them, somewhere in the middle is where I think people are going to turn over and like, okay, this is a thinking, feeling human being. And I think we should be having more discussions about like, when does a fetus get feelings or think, when does it have a brain? When does it think? Or, like none of us even know. Cause we're not or even more talking appropriately about to this topic. When do they want to eat? Because we're talking about the food shortage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. To bring you guys up to speed, before we started, we went over what we're going to talk about today. I said, I hope we don't, let's avoid abortion. We all hey. agreed, and we dove right in. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, first no, of all, I'm actually, now I'm actually, my brain's actually thinking, and I'm following it. I guess I said two thoughts, but one of them was, years ago, I asked my brother, um, what do libertarians think about abortion? And uh, I mean, I guess if I had to self-identify, it's a Ron Paul libertarian I think my brother would as well. And he had said uh, when a woman, a pregnant woman dies, there's uh, two deaths that are marked. I found that quite interesting. Um, I don't uh, feel like getting into the debate, but the second thing I wanted to say, I think it's lazy on our society and here and abroad and all the other Western countries that we don't talk about other options like um, birth control. I do want to bring this up because it impacted my life and everybody around me when I was in college we don't ever remind people that like it could be as late as three days after you have sex or unwanted sex. You could drive through a, a pharmacy's uh, drive through so you could stay anonymous and get your morning after pill for 40 bucks. That was what back when I was in college. So, but I do want to say that is also controversial to some um, certain religions or whatever, but the idea is that it hasn't even formed or like the thingy that swim, you know, I, I'm very proud of you, Russell, for knowing what a uterus is. I don't even know, but the two things that need to mix, it takes <laughs> three to four days for that to happen. And that is why the morning after pill could be even taken as late as three days. No, I mean, I make a so, valid well, point because people are like, oh, I have unwanted, like, okay, unwanted, but you had three days to think about it. So and some then people... three days to raise $40 and to go and walk or drive to a pharmacy to get the thing. But I also Some have to say, could be wrong. Some people think that that is an abortion, though. I know. I but, know. But no, but say that so I'm glad that you, is, that's getting crazy. I'm glad yeah. you gave the spectrum because the spectrum is far. There are yeah. people, in, specifically in California and other legislators on the far left, that do want to kill babies after they're being born. And this is just now coming out. And then there are people on the spectrum of usually more conservative religious people that think that any type form of a birth control is 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 also uh i guess what would you call that an abortion well, so birth control in there's general. a yeah, perspective yeah i think um russell brought up the good point here we are talking about we didn't want to but i did want to say once you brought it up that my third thought was our country is too polarized and they know it i, I personally think it was leaked because they're distracting us from something this is a very delicate topic that needs to be spoken in well actually it seems so delicate delicate that it should be to the 50 states because it's so intricate that it needs to be handled differently in different areas because it, it everything should be governed by society you should have societies across everywhere having these conversations trying to find the place on that spectrum where they're most comfortable in that area you can't just take a big place like the united states and be like bam here it is and and that's where i stand i mean i don't even want to have a dog in the fight it's just exhausting but yeah the answer is conversation and we as a nation are not I don't think we're going to get there. Polarity is more cooler than conversating right now. And like Russell's basically, I'll steal this from you. You pegged it when you said tribalism is in, and tribalism is actually the biggest problem right now. We'll be facing that for a while. Well, so are we spending time, are we making a mistake spending time talking about abortion and protesting at uh, the Supreme Court Justice's house uh, while the Pfizer documents are released to the public 
instead of talking about those. No, we're making a mistake because we're not talking about food shortages. Sorry, but you know what? I'll be honest. We had that as a topic, but none of us had an opinion on it. So I do like what we didn't even get started. I know. I have opinions on the food shortage. Food shortage. Okay, so I'm saying the abortion. No idea. I was just saying, uh, commenting on the the one that I saw. It was a TikTok on uh, the food shortage, and they were saying it's Monsanto, or they have a big player in it. They have been trying to get a monopoly on our food supply for decades. And this is all a part of it. Basically, when they managed to re- get rid of our the monpa farmers, and then and, uh, and and all the foods available, the government will come in and save us with their <clears throat> with their their industrial farms and Monsanto and everyone, and they'll have a monopoly on food. It'll be like soil and green. You know, they'll take care of us all. There's there's always as soon as something like this happens, right? The the tinfoil theories come out, and everybody's got an idea or reason why. And I just said it myself. I'm like, you know, it's not an accident that these places are burning up. And but what do you you don't know what to believe anymore? I mean, it, but as I said, also is that 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 TikTok was taken down. I mean, I think it's a oh, good clue yeah. when when you, when they, someone says Monsanto and they take it off. That's really weird. That's that's a clue. Yeah, it is. It's weird. If it's if it's false, they're going to leave it up. Yeah. If I told you, hey, Santa Claus is coming tonight, who cares, right? Mm-hmm. If I say that, something that's that scary and up. true, you you got to shut that so you're, up. You're saying that social media, in this case TikTok, is so discredited that they would if they remove anything, it would have to be the truth. I would say I would say it's a good indication of the truth. Yeah, leave the if, lies if it's, up. If it's censored, oh, yeah, absolutely. why? Why so did they take it down? It's a, in that I should have said disinformation. All right, that's what they will they will use that as the excuse. Uh, we can't have that. That's disinformation. Well, so what? Why? Why? Did, I mean, Santa Claus is disinformation. Exactly. Okay, I have the three reasons about okay. the baby shortage. Baby. It's Abbott baby Labs. There's three reasons he gave the baby food shortage. Yeah, Abbott Labs had a recall that was forty three percent of the amount. <laughs> that's huge. Second, I didn't know they were that big. Second has to be. Like most things in life, our government has a handle on who gets the baby food through the, like, not WIC programs, I forget, but they have, like, they disperse this baby food out to needy programs, and somehow their hoard didn't go well, or they didn't disperse it well, whatever. It's backed up. And then third, it's actually often stolen. So it's highly <laughs> stolen and stolen in the black market. So it's like a little bit of a mix of all three of those. Stolen. But People are stealing to get the, baby food. Yeah, though. full story. Go to Dan, Dan Crenshaw's Instagram reel. But yeah, I, I want to say I think there's a, a topic we need to cover in another podcast, not now. Why not? But, well, it, it just goes off a little bit. But you have some really intelligent people out there. Elon Musk is one saying, no, it's okay to have more people. And then you have uh, also intelligent people that kind of remind you of Dr. Evil that want to put a population control. And I can see both sides of that argument. Uh, and so we might want to think that through sometime because I've said before I would love to go somewhere and get away from everybody. Because even in out west, where I like to escape to, the traffic is starting to show up. The prices are going up. The people are coming out there. So you think it should be regulated, the well, Earth's population? No, well, no, no, no. Do it? I didn't say that. I okay. said I noticed it right. and that I can relate to the desire to get the hell away from this crowd of people. I want to get away from them. On the other hand, uh, it, it's, it's a real scary, slippery slope because the question is, okay, how do you want to shrink that population? What do you want to do? I didn't mean to, I think we touched on it and we kind of bounced off and I thought it's a good topic to discuss because there's a lot of pros and cons. I think it needs to be for another time. I mean, I'm more interested in that than baby food. Well, first of all, I would like to point out that Russell was nice enough to say that uh, if there is a famine, I will survive longer than Matt because I have stored up much more calories. But I'll look better when I die. (laughs) You'll leave a better looking corpse. Yeah. (laughs) But for sure. I'd like to make a point that 
when if you buy uh, storable food or like prepper food or MREs or whatever, it's like uh, you're you're an outcast. But if you so if you ask how often somebody gets hurt, they're not it's uh not very often people get hurt. Yet they still have first aid kits. But how often do you eat? Three, two or three times a day, but it's weird to have storable food. That's what I think is weird. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And guys, for those that need some suggestions, the MRE foods don't taste so well. So you want to go for foods that last long, like peanut butter, rice, and beans. I'm just being honest because I'm thinking about myself. You and know. Nutella. I like well, Nutella. I mean, how long I mean you're looking at a room full of preppers. Right? How long does peanut butter last? I don't know. I just two love years? peanut butter. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I could, well, I guess my rice cakes might go bad. And I guess. Yeah, I mean, I only, I'm realizing I only put it on rice cakes now because I'm trying to diet, but, like, I guess I wouldn't be dieting in a family. Well, canned food. Be... We can food every summer. I mean, and that's, when I growing up, my mom was always, you hear the from the pressure cooker in there, canning pickles and beets and tomatoes and well, everything. most people don't can food, though. You can buy canned food. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. But if there's a shortage, you can't. Well, well buy it get, now. Get it now. And that's yeah. the thing. I, I, was, I, was, I was shopping for Spam the other day. and uh, What is Spam. Uh, it's it's a, it's a canned meat, peckers and buttholes. But, but okay, so if it's meat, then what animal? <laughs> well, it's, it's pork, pork and well, it's, what's man? It's spice pork, something and meat. I don't know. Anus. <laughs> it's the floor sweeping. It is. Don't it is absolutely. Stuff. But I was amazed though that that, well, I, that I bought I bought the Walmart version of spam, and it's good until like December of twenty seven. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, but yeah, I like that. See, Rex, I'm glad you're paying attention. <laughs> I do think people like if you really wanted to just know up your game and not but i think like and be like russell's point which i think is phenomenal which is oh you guys are crazy buying food or just at least having a plan b meanwhile you bought that silly first aid and only exactly. use the band-aid and band toilet paper tons does anybody really think that preparing and storing up food now is crazy they used to like in 1999 you know people thought that was crazy but after the events that we've seen in the past you know five years does anybody really think i mean i would tell you in the mil in the arms industry People don't think that stocking up on ammo is crazy because mm -hmm. the, the supply w dried up because everybody was buying it. So obviously a lot of people said, hey, we want that. And I bet you the same thing's happened with food. That's just a precious metals investment. Well, that too. But they, that they go guns pew. hold their value. But, Most but people don't realize that, though. When, when the toilet paper shortage started, I was living in Palatka, Florida. The main industry in Palatka, Florida is toilet paper production. There's wow. this huge factory. No, but it was amazing. No, seriously. And, and, and it's surrounded by forests that they, that they harvest for the paper. And it's the when, butt wipe of the world. Exactly. No, when, but when that shortage happened, it was 18-wheelers, night and day, going through town. They were lined up. I have a picture of the crane and surrounded by mountains of trees that they were just trying to turn into as fat. I'm like, why do they think they're going to stop making toilet paper? Yeah, I'm actually marveling looking back. Like, that's amazing. Like, it's like our life was a movie and... Humanity panicked, not just here, but across all Western countries, over poop paper. That, that's when the aliens changed the channel on the <laughs> Earth show. They're like, they're, they're wiping their ass all at once. No, I Next. think that's when they go, look at this, they're freaking out over toilet they've paper. Got, they've got a bug that is, uh, what is it? Sorry, brain fart, aerosol. What is it called? They've got a bug that might make them. Oh, that's true. That's true. We weren't buying, uh, what is it, the sneezy paper. <laughs> exactly. It's a respiratory bug, and yeah. they're buying toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's not it, diarrhea. It's like, like, like if, they, if they had something that gave you diarrhea, they'd run out of Kleenex. I don't know. You know I'm sorry. But you know what we got away from was, was your whole, what you want you wanted to talk about, you didn't want to talk about on a few, which was the the, uh, the the population. Yeah. We got Bill Gates over here trying to reduce the world's no, population. But, uh, but I'll tell you something. The Georgia Guidestones. Just take the, that vaccine, guys. Is, yeah. is that good. the earth is 
is is capable of sustaining a vast amount of people, and that's what everyone says. Yes, but I agree with you, Rex. I'm in that boat. He but just doesn't want to share no, it. No, 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 no. Well, I'm, no, I'm with him because it's not a question of just having land to pile people on. It's like I I started driving from L. I'm thinking so maybe said this before. Yes, from, you have. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I mean, is it the driving west twenty years ago is nothing like it was now? I mean, it drives me nuts. On the other side of that, um, you, you know, I I'm, I can't be an enemy of humanity. I I get real nervous when people start talking about shrinking the population because that's like a huge red flag. It's like, okay, why? It's probably not just so you can have some peace. Um, it, it seems to always go to be, become a control issue. Somebody's wanting power and control, and it's uh, it, how are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? Um, well, Japan know, tried, scary. or Ch- China rather tried, by just having men for an entire generation. I don't know how that's working out. <laughs> well, they're days. dating like dolls and robots now. It's all uh, weird, no, freaky. Please, do, uh, well, okay. China did the or Japan's doing yes, that. Yes, Japan is the doll culture. Yeah. China is the one that did the population control by keeping the first. I bet some Chinese date robots. Maybe I mean that's our near future, anyways. Americans date robots. I know, and then it's in the near metaverse coming, anyways, uh, for humanity. This way, I think Mother Nature takes care of overpopulation just fine, either by famine or or disease. So well, maybe the president said it's coming. Well, you know what? Then maybe it's Mother Nature kicking in. But no, I think the the world can sustain it. But yet, nonetheless, the pollution level in the ocean is just there's just too many people. Oh. One person pees in a river, the river mm-hmm. takes care of it. A million people pee in the river, you got a problem. I mean, it's just a quantity problem. Well, yeah, and you go to places like a park, and there's rules. Mm-hmm. And, and some of those rules, I, I mean, I can't stand it. I feel like I'm in a cage when I go to these places that i got to share with the public because I come from a place of freedom where there's not as many people. And so the issue is, uh, the issue, I guess, would be the, the rural versus the urban because, for me, going to the creek and skinny dipping and swinging out of trees and shooting my gun and fishing and doing whatever the hell I want is, is completely normal. And then all of a sudden I go to a park where it's like, stay on this trail. Don't walk over there. That's a fragile ecosystem. I'm like, yeah, and I'm not going to destroy it, but they make a valid point. They go, well, you wouldn't, but you see 10,000 people would. Mm. And so we, we don't know that you're special. So uh, you got to stay on the trail. And, and that, that, that jacks with me. And so I think it's funny that we move to preserve all the, all these rare animals, right? The bald eagle, spotted owl, but there's something, some people are rare. They, they have a human spirit that wants more. And we don't, we don't make a reserve for them. They have to make it themselves. And so that's why I want big land. Get the hell away because you find inspiration out there. You, uh, you create out there. You're left alone out there. You can do out there. You can't, you can't do the things that I want to do an experiment with in a neighborhood, a cul-de-sac, or on a park. You have to be left alone to create and grow and push those limits. I mean... Elon Musk's rocket is down there on the coast. It's not downtown Houston. Well, there's so, a reason for that. that. That's what I'm saying. There's, the stuff I do blows up. So it's got to be out far away from people. Yeah, I think a rocket taking off is probably even louder than what you do. And when they fail, they're a lot bigger than what I do. Yeah, the explosions? Yeah, the explosions are bigger. So I'm saying he's out there for a reason. I'm not saying I'm Elon Musk. I'm saying that I'm somebody who works with things that need space. And if I was just, you know, just get in line with everybody else and here, go to the park and stay on the trail and have this little plot of land, it doesn't work for so me. God, so for, half so, our population derps. Keep, I'm sorry, Russell, what were you going to say? Well, I'm just, you know, we got to keep going down Matt's thing with the okay. solutions. Just like, well, I mean, okay, so how about, you know, we just have everyone take a vaccine and as a side effect, you kind of lose fertility. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a soft, easy way to get them out of there, I guess. I, 
or put a rocket in Houston. Uh, yeah. Well, no. Now, no, kidding. Well, if you if you uh, you know it only takes one generation if you not wipe out the fertility of who's alive today. You know. So I get. You know what? I I, I hate to say it. To some. So when you say that, if I'm being completely honest, part of that appeals to me. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. No, no. Actually, I'm serious. Only be... because for that reason, I think the quality of life is deteriorating just by quantity of people. They could be wonderful people. There's just too damn. Many I love of them. your honesty, Rex. That I idea excites a lot of people around yeah. the world. It's. I mean, we watch television for a reason. It's dramatic. The <laughs> idea that. Something could happen that could wipe out a lot of us is exciting. Yeah, I mean, no, I got excited about the currency possibly collapsing in our lifetime. I, know, I don't. That was bl- weird. I'm, that's exciting. <laughs> Your excitement was weird. I'm ex- You know, things that we're here to. She's a holder. We're here on see, Earth yeah, to right? muck about. He's not talking gas chambers. He's talking stop. It's not, I mean, like reproduction. It's like, is there's one? Everyone talks about reducing population by killing a bunch of people. He's just like, well, just don't have them. Maybe I am pro-choice. Huh. I don't know. I'm just saying. Is that, that yeah? I would. <laughs> If if people chose to have less babies, I I think both <laughs> we, we are most people that, are. It's okay. I think the problem well, actually, that both of you guys have is that you're just comparing things that you've already enjoyed in life in the past to the way it is now, like uh, Siberia in in Russia. Like if you go there, it's wide open. I'm and just saying, cold as hell. Not in the summer. Okay. And then I bet there's mosquitoes out the ass. Hey, but Matt, your the point, ranch is miserable in the summer. The point so it's is, like it's seasonal. The point is, the, the, planet, the planet is still, there's still a lot of places in the planet where you can be, you can get away and be within a mile of uh, any. Okay, okay, hold on. Hold, hold that thought. And, and I can only use me. You're 100% right. I yeah. can only compare my life because I haven't lived your life or any listener's life. I haven't had it. So let's say that I can't do what I'm doing here and I got to go somewhere else. Siberia, is it really an option? Is it really? It okay. would have been before the, the okay. current events. That Hold are going on. on, let me get my explosive license in Russia. Let me let me have private there? land yeah. to be left alone to experiment with my shape charges and do what I need to do with my science and explosive. I have the government so far up my ass. They see what I'm going to eat tomorrow. Okay, I couldn't. I you, couldn't. I can only do it here. But you're talking about. Uh, where you live and where you vacation, two different things. So you're talking about, like, you don't go to the I don't vacation. Yeah, like, I live. Don't... There's no work-life balance. But That's bullshit. The, the pl- I only do one thing. The, it's what I do. The places you were complaining about aren't they yeah, aren't anywhere were, around here. Yeah, you were complaining work. about parks, and I was like, well, people are derping all day long, but those parks got to protect the, the, the trails and stuff because, you know, 70% of us are derpers. What's a derper? Derping, derping. Yeah, um, just sitting just there derping. flipping through your phone all day. Just, You're a no, consumer. Derp, a consumer. Derps are just, I mean, I derp sometime all the time. Yeah, we um, all derp. Just general population. What, they, would you they're say, the people that need the signs to say, throw the trash here. You know, they're those. But they're not Well, thinking, actually, I mean, there's many different definitions to derping. Russell, do you have a good one for us? No, but I was just thinking it'd be it'd be cool to come up with a definition. Um, I was actually going to put one in the Urban Dictionary. I put up. I've done that before. Most of our life is is in autopilot. Like when you're when you do, when you do your daily yeah. commute, like you're not even thinking about a turn left here. Like it's all autopilot. You're just, you're just mostly derping. They don't even think what they're doing for ten That's years. That's the best description for derping is autopilot. Yeah, you're not present. You're not mm. present. So what I was saying was these are my experiences. I go and I'm saying we need to protect as our population's booming. We need to protect these places or at least the individual, which is the rare the biggest minority there is, uh, because. There's nobody exactly like you. 
Like you are the epitome of a minority and you and you and me. Yeah. And so there needs to be a space for this human spirit of people that need more because they create, they do, they build. Yeah. What, what is the quote that you always I'm, say that I remind you of? Matt? You got to stop saying that, man. That, that, that's what I, I, I resonate with what you said, but I think people are going to hear that and say, man, this is like the most selfish perspective anyone could ever have. Like I need a thousand acres no, on this planet because I don't no, want to be around. Well, you think all people that. are like that. It's not true. I do, but you may need a quiet space to paint. You know, I, I'm, I'm not saying everybody needs 30,000 acres. I'm not saying that what at all, but some people do. Somebody, <laughs> I know a guy that has a hundred thousand acres and rents it out to foreign militaries to train on his property. And these are, these are where they, these are the places where they get their training that they need to basically, I guess, protect the free world. 30,000 acres is a bit much. I'll buy 10. Um, Matt, 10 wooded acres, and you're in the middle of it? 10 acres, not 10,000, but 10. 10 so. wooded acres. Oh. And you're, uh, and how your much land in the do middle. the Hagendorfs have south of town here? <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> we got a little bit more than 10. Um, a little bit. Matt, what is the quote that you say I always remind you of? It's about conforming. I mean, because it has to do with oh, what you're it saying. Oh, uh, it says that reasonable men conform to the, to the world. I'm messing this up. I'll give you a second to think on it. Well, but um, no, I do, I think every, you don't sound. I don't to defend Matt. I don't think he sounds bad because well, you do have to point out to the rest of us is like, look, the world is made from the creations of shakers and bakers. They got to shake and bake somewhere. So, like, and some people need a small corner, some need bigger. And the only thankfully, we were born in a country which our old ideology. I wouldn't say it now. The main problem with America is that we have no one central ideology, but the original ideology was the right of an individual to pursue a happy life and, and, and work that's and whatever me. means. That's me. And, and I'm that's outdated. That's actually what he's doing. It's you are outdated. very outdated. It's, it's outdated. Now I they, mean, I am. They I'm outdated. want us derping and, and that's okay. But I'm a so caveman. The, I get give it. Give me the quote. Give it me the is quote. Uh, reasonable men conform to the world and unreasonable men demand that the world conform to them. And therefore all progress depends upon unreasonable men. And so I thought that was so nice that you, Attributed to that to me, only because I go everywhere and I'm immediately... Oh, she demands it be her way. You know? <laughs> I mean, even in Germany, we were getting a hotel room and we had friends and she's like, yeah, this is our, our, our party. And he goes, uh, but there's only two people. And she goes, yeah, well, they're, they're staying with us. And he says, uh, no, you, you can't do that. And she says, what's your name? And he goes, Peter. And she goes, uh, all right, Dan, so here's the deal. <laughs> they're going uh, to go get some other place. And yeah, because she didn't care about his name. I, I, I'm surprised you even asked the guy's name. Uh, and he just stared at us, and she ended up getting what she wanted mm. so, because she demanded it. But that's that's a small-scale thing. But, yeah. No, look, I, I do. You're right. I, I think I want to just interject in regards to me being nonconforming. I only nonconform when things don't make sense. And everywhere you go today and you look around and you be like, well, why is this here when this would be faster if someone was doing it this way? Or, or why is this machine here, but they're not using it for the very purpose that it's made? I cannot stand that. So, in fact, if I go to a place and it has a tap thing, why are we not using the tap technology for the for the debit oh, or credit card you're using? And then I inform them about, yeah, it, it's probably something I should drop in my daily habits. Because I'll tell you I why I don't use it, because there's nothing wrong with handing someone a dollar and getting coins back as change. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> you know, anyway, fine. it's amazing that anyways, we're friends I like because for centuries. Things. I like to fix things. Notice things would make more sense this way and fix it. But see, the thing is, we're talking to you is that, that – to discuss 1984 while embracing technology taking over at the same time, I think is is is, is I don't want to use the hell. No, I totally. I actually think you're right, Rex, on that 100. Mm-hmm. 
Technology isn't the problem. It's it's uh, it can be used for good or bad. So it's it can't point at technology and say. Ooh, interesting. I was actually just agreeing with Rex, but now I'm I kind of agree with you, Russell. I guess if you, um, yeah, well, I guess technology could be for the good. Well, it, of course it can. Oh no, 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 absolutely it can be. Uh, penicillin. Hey, but that's good. We're control. glad we got that. But I'm just saying is that, for instance, but now everyone's yelling about vaccines. When they started you doing inoculations a couple hundred years ago, it was all for the good. But at, at the same time, I think now people are going, hey, we can hijack this and we can do a little bit more than, and we, you know what I mean? And it's being used for nefarious reasons. Yeah, in fact. So oh, social media is great. But as you can see, people are, it's all been controlled by one viewpoint. Now someone's trying to break one of those away and people are losing their crap. I mean, technology is great, but it gets hijacked. You have to make sure it doesn't get hijacked. I do want to say to your point, I think it was two or four years before um, the beer bug came out, the World Economic Forum in their meeting did state that the great way to gain control over a population would be a needed inoculations. Mm -hmm. Like, they did say this before COVID. She meant to say the word beer in Spanish, cerveza sickness. Cerveza. I'm trying not to say the C word because I just don't. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. No one, no, no one knows what you're talking about. Yeah, you lost cerveza, cerveza sickness is what But that's meant. easy to do. I'm the, easy to lose. The beer bug doesn't. Cerveza sickness. Okay. Cerve- anyways. Corona. Yeah. I actually, as a beer. producer, I'm being yeah. a bad job of telling us words we're trying not to say. But <laughs> um, yes. Okay. So jumping into our second topic, the Boy Scouts. Matt, uh, growing up, was an Eagle Scout, and many times he has all kinds of shindigs out on the farm. And I think two weeks ago he hosted uh, the Boy Scouts, and shall I da- dare call them Girl Scouts? How was it, yeah. Matt? Well, they, they yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's one of those things that, like, cooks my brain because I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, the, the Boy Scouts showed up, and uh, they're, they're, it's actually not even called Boy Scouts anymore. It's called Scouting BSA. But, but the uh, BSA stands, stands for uh, Boy Scouts of America. So, it, but it's scouting. So they had uh, the scouts out there, and then they had Girl Scouts, which had their own group with a different number, with girl leaders that was just girls. And it was separate from the Boy Scouts. Is and it I said, Well, no. Don't say that. In fact, they, they got all weird when I said, Oh, so that the Girl Scouts came. We thought, Oh, that's not Girl Scouts. It's scouts, BSA, but they're a different number. It's all girls, girl leaders. And so I was confused, like, well, whatever. And I do a talk with the kids about chasing their dreams and becoming whatever they want to become, and I, I talk to everybody. I asked the uh, scoutmasters, I said, hey, we have a tree that fell down on a trail, and I need some scouts to come help me. I'm going to cut the, the tree up. One of the scoutmasters, he asked me, he said, so how are they going to get down there? And I said, well, we got the tailgate down, kids hop in the back of the truck. Before I could even finish speaking, he blows up. Oh, no, they will not get in the back of that truck. <laughs> well, we, we have, we've been down that road before with the emergency room and all this stuff going on and on. And uh, one of the other leaders said, oh, yeah, it says in the book about this thick, you know, you know, she, scouts shall not read, ride in the back of a truck. <laughs> and lot, lot, so lots changed since I was in Boy Scouts. Um which doesn't even exist anymore. I was so, in the Boy Scouts, and I don't remember that being in the book. Yeah, well, it, they have a safety book now that's not the Scout book, not the Scout manual, but another book is added for the Scoutmasters, this big safety book. Oh, and I said, so hold on. And it, it, it fried my brain again. Uh, again, not, not hard to do. Um, so I said, well, but you guys came out here, and we're going to do explosive demonstrations. So how are we going to do that? And, and he goes, well, it, it doesn't say anything in the book about explosives. 
I was like, oh, okay. So it doesn't say anything in the book about explosives, so that'll be fine. He goes, well, you're not going to have them load their shells. I'm like, no, I'm not going to have them load the shells uh, or the explosives, so that's fine. Uh, so we can do this demonstration. And, and he went on to tell me, he said, yeah, do you remember when we used to do the, the jamborees where we would build the signal towers that are 20 feet tall, poles, we would lash them together? I said, yeah, yeah, I remember that. He said, yeah, and there used to be one you would walk under coming to the event, like this big tower, scouts up there signaling. Those can now only be three feet off the ground. Yeah, because, uh, you know, you could fall. And any logical person can understand where they're going with this. It's, it's safety. Um, okay, so let, let's, this is what I usually do. And, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'll, I'll, I'll take the two extremes. I'll say, one, you're living like a Spartan child. Here's a spear. You're 10 years old. Don't come back unless you've killed a lion. Okay, that's one end. The other end is stay at home, watch videos. We're going to monitor your body the entire time, make sure you have vitamins and water and food and you're going to live you know to be in captive for 90 but but by god nothing's going to happen we're chemically monitoring you all the time well nobody wants either one of those but i lean a lot closer to that kid with the spear and the lion because uh there's there's the essence of life that we're losing somewhere over here like light why do you want to exist that way you're existing you're not living and the Boy Scouts, for me, growing up, was about being ready, prepared, and being prepared for what life throws at you. And it does not throw pillows and comfort. It throws storms that kill your shipmates and hurricanes and tornadoes that destroy your house, and they're not pretty. So riding in the back of a truck, uh, I just find it, like I said, I hate using this word. I'm offended. But uh, I find it offensive. It's the Scouts. You're supposed to go out. You can't build a tower over over three feet tall because you might fall. How, you, how old were they? Teens, 13, 14, 15. They're, they're that big. I think, yeah. um, I think we're just living in a world where liability and lawsuits are, are normal. So not whatever you want to call it, HR department, safety booklet, whatever. It's all been added. And you basically, as in any situation, whether it's corporate or with kids, you have to choose the baller route. Like, okay, obviously the Boy Scouts isn't the same. It's like the normal, probably like unique, smaller group things. Like anything that's big, like the Boy Scouts is an international thing, you're going to have to find small, unique stuff for your kids to have badass stuff. Kind of like most people are taking kids out of school now because to have like the more unique, normal, or whatever they want. You just have to do it on your own, which which brings me to the next point. And I want to say, you know, you guys can start conversing here. I don't want to steal it, but... I, I got to say it while I'm thinking about it. And I don't like it when somebody brings up a problem but no solution or at least not has a direction towards a solution. And and it, it gave me a lot to think about because I was thinking about these kids and I talked to them one-on-one and, and you know, they they felt the same way. They're like, hey, you know, there's a lot of stuff we can't do. In fact, we can't, uh, we can't ride on your tank or your Humvee because of disparity. And I said, well, what's that? Well, what do you mean? They said, well, if somebody gets to sit in a place where another one wanted to sit – that would cause issues, you see, so that nobody gets to ride on the tank. So I thought it was so funny because you know who drove the tank, my army tank down to the thing? It was my 11-year-old son drives the tank down there with our personal kid, uh, friends' kids riding all over it. So these scouts are standing there, can't ride in the back of my pickup truck watching my 11-year-old son drive a tank in front of me. Yeah. And with his friends? With his friends. Yeah, I'm like, and, and then when I'm done, I'm like, hey, son, take, take the tank back up to the shop. See you later. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, farm, a piece of farm equipment, basically, with a barrel sticking out of it. It's a tractor with, with tracks, and that's <clears> all it is. So you, you grow up on a farm, you learn how to drive equipment. That's what you do. But the solution to this is, is always the same. It, and it does, you, you apply this to anything in your life. It's going to be personal discipline. And 
oh, God, that's an ugly word. Nobody wants to hear it because it takes all the blame for anything you don't like and it puts it squarely on your shoulders. And that's the only way we, as a society, as a country, as a people, are ever going to make it. you got to get over this. Somebody else is in charge of my safety. Somebody else is in charge of my health. Somebody else is in charge of my direction. you you, you got to throw that shit so far out the window you can't smell it. And I don't know if you can throw it that far. Um, you got to take responsibility. So when I raise my kids, you bet your ass they're out there with guns learning how dangerous they are. And you learn that they can kill. And I, I don't, I mean, I'm, I would always, you keep guns away from the kids. You watch your kids with this stuff. You, but they grow up with these things because I told my wife, I said, we're not raising boys. We're raising men. We're not raising a girl. We're raising a lady, a woman. That, that's important. The mindset of what are you raising? You raising a, the, the next consumer? The next grease ball? The next fat ass? Derper. Derper? No. I strongly disagree. With what? I think that we are a victim to our circumstances. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> Devil's Shut advocate up. shows up. No, actually, I do like when you said, uh, what is it, personal discipline. You know, the, the other day I heard the word to discipline, and I hated hearing it, but it really hit me. In regards to, like, anybody that, ha- that can accumulate massive success the number one thing you, you need hate to say it is discipline and it made me think like of my bodybuilding days but even as like a spiritual person now you know like or someone that like i believe a lot in manifestation and stuff and how do i do that well i'm disciplined to think positive i'm disciplined to meditate every day i'm so yeah discipline kind of is the answer to most of life working out it, it is and i'll t- i'd say to almost everything when you hear this crap about how with $7 trillion, we could end poverty. No, you couldn't. You could put it on pause for a second, and then the 7-Elevens would be fat rich again, Walmart would be loaded, and every consumer would be right back where they are because you didn't change the way they think. You put a Band-Aid on a bleeding artery. That's the solution. Change the way people think. Let's take pride in ourselves, and it starts with you, listener, and all of us at this table. We're all guilty of this, but you take responsibility for these things. Don't eat the the Twinkies and the ding-dongs. Get up and do a little bit of exercise. Read something that actually teaches you something, not just pure entertainment, fluff and fat, because where does it get you in the end? Comfortable, but th- th- that's Com- not where this human spirit we're talking about early thrives in comfort. Comfort is death. Yeah, comfort, comfort kills. But this new term I learned, derper. Yeah. A great many people may be very content being derpers. Fine. Absolutely. But here's the and thing. No, okay, I thought yeah, about that too. Yeah, yeah. If you're That's fine a being a derper, point. if you're fine being a derper, you don't get to complain about the people who weren't and have more than you, can do more than you, Ooh. and change the world. Okay, right, so sit down, shut up, okay. and derp. All right. Okay, go consume your chocolates, watch your TV, but you don't get your, your little opinion. You know, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, his, his speech, a lot of people know it, the man in the arena. It's not the critic that counts. It's not the critic that counts, the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or the doer of deeds could have done them better. It's the man who's actually in the arena. So if you want to derp and you want to consume, then sit over there and bitch your ass off. But just know that the people who are changing the world, they don't even hear you. You're not even a mosquito to those people. It's way easier to not be in the arena and just be like, (laughs) you know, make negative comments about the man in the arena. That's exactly right. But the people who change the world, that people who change the world are that small percentage of people who need to be woke, and I think there are some out there who just need encouragement. They need to be woke up. They need to, they need encouragement. That's what it is to say, look, man, if you want a better life, you can you can live this victim mentality thing, and it's going to end up this way, or you can shut up, fry your ego, listen to somebody that has done and is more than you, and become more yourself. And because of those people, 
maybe they can lead us to a better world. Wow. So there. Yeah, I loved your point, Rex, and I loved your rebuttal. Well, no, uh, did you have more to say with that? Because I think, I think, um, unfortunately, uh, a large, the majority of people probably are uh, content with derpers, and they don't want to hear, they don't resonate with anything you just said. Well, that's cool. Well, they no, don't matter. Actually, these people, from a sweet perspective, so I think we, there's two classes of derps. There's derping <laughs> that is going to complain, right? But then we forget that, like, the other part is very happy, content people that are happy having the the a, a regular life. A happy derper and they're wonderful and a toxic people. Derper. Yeah, a happy derper and a toxic derper. Thank you. I forget how much I like run things out when I talk. My brother can quickly put it into perspective. That takes which all kinds. This kind, actually right? will segue us greatly into our next topic. But I want to make sure, Russell, did you have anything you need no, to he, say or no? Oh, Rex. No, I always, you know me, I can always say something. Oh. I oh. just think when I think about Matt and we talk about is that a uh, uh, great quote is. Stop expecting yourself from other people. And when you, when you look at history, uh, you know Henry Ford. Can you name one person who built a Model T on the, on the assembly line? No, you have Henry Ford, but then you got thousands and thousands of people, like him, the, the derpers of the day, I guess you would call them. Or, or, you know, George Patton. George Patton took Europe. No, he didn't. All the, the, the hundreds of thousands of men, he would, but you can't name a single one of men who drove a tank. I don't know a single man who drove Billy. a tank. Billy. Billy. All right. Billy drove a tank in the third army. That I know. No, but the fact of the matter is you've got the patents and you get all the men that he commanded. And that's just the way the world is. And this, and it's interesting. I thought about when you said 1%, talk about the one, once the 1% gets the knowledge, it permeates the population. We always talk about the 1% who has all the money. Well, if the 1% has figured out how to get all the money, then why hasn't that permeated the entire population? I don't know. I mean... It's 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 the way it is. Well, it's never going yeah. to. Well, yeah, they don't want it, it to. Is. But it's funny is, is that you you keep talking about people following their dreams, yet you have employees. <laughs> you know, if your employees followed their dreams, you wouldn't have employees. And, and what what is what do I always Great ask point. my employees? What do you want to do in life? I'll help you get there. And if that means stair stepping off of me to get there, then go because that's a bigger mission than mine. Mm-hmm. It's more important than my wealth. Is you becoming everything you can be? If I'm doing anything that's worth a damn, it's helping people. It's not putting money in my bank account. It so happens that it puts money in my bank account. But the most important thing is helping people become all they can. I don't know the Army slogan, be all you can be. But, uh, but it's true because that's an investment. It's time, not money. Your time is your greatest asset. Invest it wisely. And if that's inspiring other people to go actually, out and do something that actually don't even like what I do, maybe they're completely opposing me. The world still needs them too. The world needs everybody. Actually, I was going to say... You are right on the asset. It's your greatest currency you have is your effect on others. Thank you, Jim Carrey. Let us segue right into our next topic, which is um, culture rot. What is culture rot in today's 2022? I think we just covered it with the Boy Scouts. Yeah. Safety. That was safety. (laughs) Safety religion. Okay, so my understanding of what you, Russell, wanting to talk about culture rot is, you know, and I like this idea as a sociology person, We've got our creature comforts so much to the point that we we basically create problems when we don't have them. Mm-hmm. We go to war with things that aren't even alive. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, we're just completely, uh, most of our issues aren't are not issues. We have solved all the really big issues, but people need issues, so they make mountains out of molehills of what we're doing now. As I heard it, someone put, it's like, we don't, we don't have slavery anymore, so now they will attack you for using the wrong gender pronoun and treat it as if it's slavery. 
They, they yeah. are, there's no soldiers to fight, so we fight statues of soldiers. People have to fight. We, we don't want to be, we don't want utopia. We don't we want to admit what we are. We reject we, it. There, there's a reason we fill sports stadiums with players trying to compete against each other. We, we like a game. We like an underdog to have something to fight to win. And when we build this world of comfort, we're going to find a problem, and we're going to make it if we have to. But we were built to create, to overcome, to meet challenges, and to defeat. And, and oh, I don't want to say that, but what do you want? A bunch of people living in padded rooms? We're, we're, we're sorry. We're not that. I know I talked to you before. Have you been to the, on, the, on the cable cars in San Francisco? They're... They're national. You know how you can't you can't change I've a national. Them. Yeah, you can't change uh, what do you call it? A historic landmark monument. Yeah, or historic monument. And they're the only moving historic. So they have to remain exactly the way they were. And Thank there's, God. There's no padding. There's no seat belts. Oh, there's wow. no straps. Yes. And I love them because it's like you're you're hanging on the side of this thing going up a hill. Another one's coming the other direction. You got to do this because it goes. It would it would it would kill you. It's like that. I, I like that because it reminds me of a day when people were not terrified to leave the house. Or they just it just wasn't all about you know. You fall off the streetcar, you idiot. Get back. You know what I mean? How long before there's a big bumper car down the highway? We're literally, mm -hmm. you know, they talk about no, we shouldn't have guns. No, you shouldn't have a, a six thousand pound vehicle that goes seventy five miles an hour. And literally, if you derp six inches over the line, you're going to hit another one going the other way. Mm -hmm. we, we're allowed to drive those things, and you better stay awake and don't play with your phone. I mean, that's the biggest threat to everybody is sure. driving every freaking day. You're trusting that all those strangers coming the other way are awake, focused, paying attention, doing what not on their phone, having a good day, paying, you know, they're there, present. They're not. 35,000 people a year die on the roads in this country. 35,000. Now, what's amazing is that when I was a kid, it was forty five to 50,000, and there was half the drivers. So they have gotten safer. I think but, the vehicle safety has gone away. Oh, yeah, it's not the people. It's not the people. No, it's seat belts and airbags and crumple zones and stuff like that. The people have not gotten any safer. I'll guarantee you that. Yeah, the Tesla is trying to get to where their uh, cars are actually safer than a human being. They're not there yet. But that's when I think that, uh, I guess that's when they'll say the AI has surpassed like a human being at that point. So they drive themselves? Well, they already drive themselves. They their record right now just isn't as good as a human, or the average human. They still have more wrecks than the average human. More wrecks. Um, I know. I was like, more wrecks. Did you just call <laughs> Rex his name? No, but the thing is, driving is my greatest joy in life. I would hate it if my car drove itself. I don't know. Give me the. Well, they said that look. you will still be able to do that. It'll just be like people on horses now. Like people still have horses, and you can still take a horse down the road. It's just not many people do it. Yeah, I I can share one metaphor that is in. Uh, you know, relative to culture rot. And yeah. then, and then if we want, we can actually talk about, uh, AI because I think, I think we should touch more on that. But, um, as far as culture rot goes, or I think a metaphor I heard by Eric Weinstein, I think is one of the greatest minds alive right now is, uh, and I did this as a kid, but if you're, so if you're a kid and you're in sports at some point, or a lot of you're going to spend a lot of time in a bus, a school bus, waiting for somebody to either show up or the coach went to the restroom or whatever. Sometimes the bus driver would leave and go to the restroom, and the kids would be left alone in the bus. And you could start rocking the bus, and like one per, you know, one person would start, and it's not until you actually feel you actually have an effect and it encourages everyone. Whoa, we're actually having an effect on our environment, and so everyone would start rocking the bus, and and it would get to where it feels like you're actually going to flip the bus over, and you kept doing it. Well, um, no, the point is, why were we doing that? And the reason we were doing that is just because we were bored. And, you know, we didn't have anything else to do. And I think that's what's going on in America right now. 
And that's back the re- to your point. That's the reason that um, you know we're having all these uh, arguments and we're divided. It's just because we're we're it's we've have it too good for too long, and there's not anything relevant to fight about. So we're just dreaming up stuff to fight about. And life is easy. Life is very easy. But yeah. That's why discipline yeah. is more important now than ever before. Because if you watch nature. <laughs> when, when a well, really, nature tells you everything. If you want to know something, go outside, shut up, and observe. And it's most people, it's hard to do. Like, just don't have an opinion, just observe and watch nature. When you see a lot of rabbits show up, there's either going to be a lot of coyotes coming, hawks, owls, or a disease that affects rabbits. But that population ain't going to stay that way long. So, if we're in a time right now where it's cushy, and, and trust me, the pandemic. They weren't bulldozing bodies in the street, but there will probably come a time where something like that will happen. So what I'm saying is the answer to these things we're talking about is personal discipline. Get yourself in shape. Keep yourself healthy. Build wealth. It's not just paper money, uh, which can also mean, you know, some people I've talked to don't have any money. They say, what can I do? I said, build relationships. Relationships are invaluable. Build that. Those are the things you need to be start. You need to be doing now because we live in a world that is very dynamic. It's not static. It's always changing. And if it's cush right now, and people don't even think it's cush, <laughs> that's what's funny. Uh, there's coming a time. There will come a time. Uh, ask somebody in Ukraine right now what's going on over there. I mean, it's like hell. What could you have done as an individual to prepare for that? I don't know, but you should be getting ready. So you're saying because it's cush, the opposite could come quick. Well, if it's nighttime, the sun is coming. The day will come. I and see. if it's day, the night will come. So the, these things change. All their cycles. And, and all around nature, we learn that. We know that. So I'm saying, right now, we, we have it better. Name a time in history that a human being has had it better. Especially where we are. Yeah, but as a species, are we able to make... Are we able to allow the wind to land? And... In other words, are we able to have an easy, nice, comfortable life without creating problems like we, we will. just did? We and will the point, create those I problems. Think that's and, a dynamic. In the metaphor of the bus flipping over, is it's worth pointing out that I think we're dangerously close to losing the republic. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, are you are you agreeing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I almost think it's almost hopeless. But it's pointless. Like, what do we even, like? It's uh. You take care of yourself. That's what you do. Well, one third like, of the population would agree with you. Um, about what that fear or actually it's a little bit different what i'm saying is one third of the population doesn't care one third of the population would prefer that we go separate ways as a uh, united states and the other third wants to stay together sorry is that what you mean by lose the republic meaning like we're going or actually our nation will just crash a color revolution or i mean a lot of people are agreed civil war of any kind i I think the big threat is globalism actually for for me it's that they want to bring this republic down so they can just institute the the global government yeah and i think the biggest point on if the globalism or the global government which is what they're kind of creating now by the non-elected officials that are like taking stance in all those ways on how to handle the next pandemic or food crisis is that when that country fails, what country do you run to if they're all the same? And I think that's the problem. What country do you run to? And what I'm suggesting is is that we start a movement that's from the bottom up, not the top down, that we don't dictate or legislate, but we inspire people to take care of themselves. For instance, at this table right now, at the, right now, do we need any laws right here? Do we need a law that says, Russell, don't take that gun and shoot me? No, Are you gonna, we don't. You're, you're not going to do it, Okay. And as a country, when we were small and fledgling, oh, there was a lot of chaos going on for sure. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, is, I guess maybe this is the hippie coming out in me. 
Um, we need more of that of you today. You went into the the to the hard speech a few times. This Na- drill sergeant, Na- nature, yeah, nature you've been is the drill hard. sergeant the whole way. So eat, fl- what I'm saying that is that hippie, hippie Matt We need some love. Okay. What yeah. did I say? I didn't want to pack my bank account. I want to inspire people. I may have said it in a rough way. Forget the how I said it. Listen to the message. So I, I'm what I'm getting at is. True movements of humankind, I don't think, come from some dictator saying it shall be this way. It comes from people collectively getting together saying, this sucks, we need to be better, and we need to be better individually. That's the message that needs to be spread. Everybody, everybody, there, there's like a bandwagon going with the victim mentality thing. It needs to be combated with, take control, take charge of your life. You are responsible. Now, there are so many arguments against that. But if you take two people, and one says for their whole life, that all their problems are somebody else's fault. And the other one says, I'm taking responsibility for everything. Bad shit's going to happen to both of them, and both of them are going to catch some breaks in life. But I'm willing to bet you that the guy that says, I'm taking responsibility for this, is going to live a more productive life and be more autonomous, more uh, independent, and more free, therefore, because of their discipline. Y'all can all hear me breathing. I know. You, you I took guess a breath I'm like, like that. Something. I'm sorry. Well, I was waiting for you to say something. I didn't want no, I hear you, at. I said I was actually wondering what Russell's thoughts are because it was like really beautiful and poetic. On I, and I do think we'll possibly, you know, he spoke it under his breath. Lose a republic. Elaborate on that. Well, uh, I guess what I meant. Well, I mean, I don't know if we're going to talk about uh, two thousand mule today, but not uh, today because to we it. actually have to watch yeah. it together. But, uh, I mean, a lot of people think that uh, a lot of people are calling twenty twenty a color revolution. Um, where we lost our republic already, and it's already gone, I, and we're already yeah. controlled by unelected politicians. Or, well, I guess that would be that's a misstatement. Um, unelected bureaucrats that stay that stay in power as we cycle our politicians through, thinking we're getting okay. changed. Actually, I was going to ask you that. Why isn't it? A, is it under the guise that the people we're electing are even doing what we want. I mean, can't we see that's not the case anymore? Well, so why do I we even think care? In 16, we slipped, we slipped one in and you saw how everyone went crazy until we got the, the puppets back in line. I see. I thank you, Rex. I, I yeah, that is Seriously, that, why was it so chaotic for yes. four years? Because we got one in that wasn't part of the program. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think any of the heads of the three letter agencies like got or cooperated with Trump at all. So he, you know, he wasn't able to do, you know, they tell him to go do something. Well, go pound sand. I'm not elected, you know. Yeah, and just so you know, when he said the three-letter agencies, because it's late in the day, my brain didn't catch it right away. He's talking about the CIA, the FBI, and the Well, you NSA? got CDA, I okay, mean, all of FDA, them. Okay. all of them. ATF. But the thing is, he did get stuff done. That was the point. Remember how gas, remember gas prices two years ago? Remember, remember how our relationship with I mean, mean that the what the economy was doing two years ago, and right? Our relationship with foreign leaders and, and, and no wars. But yeah. the thing is, once we got, <laughs> and, and it's it, no, and we were yeah, no foreign wars. We have but, food shortage, gas price through roof, and World War Three looming. But here, go back to doing since the whole history thing. I always say before that that after World War One, we forced democracy onto Germany, and and they didn't weren't familiar with it. They were used to a, they were used to a, a, a Kaiser, and then this guy came along and said, "I'll be your Kaiser," and they went, "Oh." This we know, this we're comfortable with, and that's one of the reasons he came to power in the 30s. Right now, we have, we, we, we always complained about politics. We got this guy in there who was actually doing what he said he was going to do. He was actually making this country great. Everyone went nuts, and then they went, 
They got rid of it. Oh, okay. Chaos, food shortages, high gas prices. This we're this we're familiar with. This we're comfortable with. Well, all right, go ahead. It's like we fell back into crap, but this is where we're comfortable, and that's crap. No one's even questioning it. I, I don't. When I wouldn't say people are comfortable with it, but but okay, so no one's rioting in, 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 the, in Portland right now. So an yeah, example, you're right. if you li- depends on which side you're listening to, or I shouldn't say side because there are a lot of Americans that are all over the map in, in the middle. Well, I guess you could define it a lot of ways, but I would say if they pack the Supreme Court, that would be an example. I mean, we just fundamentally change the government. That would be a way of losing the republic. But I mean. Like even without even changing the government, like if you're if if we drift too far off from if the culture drifts too far away to we're not even um, enforcing the laws on the books is like it's not laws don't govern society the people do so like the cop still has like if it's illegal which it is to go protest in front of a, a justice's house Thank the you. cop still has to go arrest them take them to court and then and then they have to be prosecuted. If the cop, if like, if the if all of those people along in that process aren't willing to do their job, and they're like, well, no, I'm tribal with the I'm tribal with the abortion folk, so I'm not going to do any of that. Well, then the culture's not going to actually enforce any of the rules in the books. The the rules don't meet; they're meaningless. Yeah. So you can still lose the republic without even changing any of the laws. It's just no one's abiding by it. Just like, I mean, like there's a lot of parts of the Constitution that we don't. We just completely ignore. Yeah, I think that, that was our last topic for the day, and I'm glad you brought it up um, about that because I think you said it in a really great way. Had the importance of the pot, the, the way to possibly lose a republic is for the people not to care when the original laws or maybe even um, the constitution things aren't being upheld. When they're selectively enforced. Well, or select or go back to the riots. That's better put, for Matt. Four thank years. you. Yeah. Well, when when there was rioting going on and the cops were just told to stand down, so they weren't enforcing well, the law. So that's I, I I think I think the left has gotten really good at what's called mid level violence, but I think it's also be, also to be called mid level terrorism because the riots were a great a great tool and for the left in in regards to making progress to their goals because they're able to. Um, right in the streets, and they, now they don't have guns, so they don't pose a, a major threat. They and did in Oregon. So, uh, the uh, when I say they don't, I mean the majority of them don't. So they're viewed as largely as an unarmed crowd. Now, yeah, if one in, if one in ten has a gun, you, there you still look pictures. Of, it's about the optics, right? Right. Like the optics are what matters. So if you send SWAT teams in and squash them, like in, uh, Trump would have been president at the time. Well, then Trump would have looked like he was being a big bully. But if he does nothing, he looks weak. So it's a way to, a metaphor to think about it or a mental model to think about it is uh, two kids, siblings, one of them sticks a finger in his ear. Well, if he, if he overreacts and punches the other kid, well, then now he's going to tattletale on mommy and now he's in trouble. But if he does nothing, he looks weak. So it's like there's not a good reaction that you can come up with. So the mid-level terrorism that they're doing like um, with the, you could say it's being used right now, protesting out in front of the Supreme Court justice's house, right? Because they're basically threat. It's low level violence. Now, if they were out there with uh, guns and pointing them at them, well, then you could come and they could, they, it would be easy to just go. But they're smarter than that. They don't have weapons. You know, they're just doing like just a little bit of violence, maybe a little well, fire I mean, here there, and there. There were people killed. They were beat with two by fours. They burned buildings down. 
No, uh, they had they had taken police departments. Well, you're talking We're about talking the about 2020 the right riots. I, I talked about the 2020 riots earlier, so that's what he, I think he's responding to. Yeah. But back to today, yeah, you know they're they're careful enough to not be. They're careful. They're they're threading the needle with the mid level violence. Let me ask you oh, this though, in oh. regards to intimidation, because I thought that you couldn't intimidate a judge, especially a Supreme Court judge, and by any means, anybody showing up at your doorstep is intimidation. Period. Like, unless they're really selling Girl yeah, Scout cookies or insurance. You still, okay. If, so, it, if you're someone that knows, like, if, if basically if you're someone that has views that are out there or something, and anybody's at my door, that's intimidation, period, no matter if you're a man or a woman. Yeah. So is that against the law? Yeah, it's, it's illegal. But like I was saying, the laws don't matter. And when Jen Psaki comes out and says, well, we, you know, we encourage that. Yeah, so, she did. So when you have your leaders saying, like, from the top down saying, and now that's to tell the cop, the cop, can he go arrest them for doing something illegal? I don't know. We got Jen Psaki saying, well, they encouraged it. So now like if the, if it's rotten at the top, it's, you know, or I guess if you're, if your tribal leaders are at the top or signaling that it's okay, well then all the way down, all the tribalists that follow are also going to be like, yeah, we're not going to do that. So it doesn't matter if it's illegal. It doesn't matter. You got to have the culture to actually enforce the laws. I think it's the perfect storm. I don't think it's, necessarily the left's intention or the powers that be which as we know i mean i don't need to make the case that most of the powers that be that want to control and have the media and have all the the world plans for us are left-leaning but they are making the perfect soup and the perfect soup is okay clearly we're being selective on what laws we've been enforcing for a while we've created tribalism and i've been worried about this for about a decade now when i started traveling the world and listening to news and anyways our news is devices divisive we are tribalism meaning you know we have these causes and people are polarized i guess i should say that polarized tribalism and then so how do you fix it well it's through conversation and civil conversation right well conversations aren't being had and specifically, when you're conversing, you're discussing information, which now they've actually tried to control and own, which obviously we knew when we grew up, we had the ability to discuss. And like perfect example is flat earthers. When you hear that, you would just be like, ah, silly people and move on. That was normal. But now we're creating a you know ministry of truth. There's misinformation or dis- disinformation. And they're now, go- the war on, I, I guess, i Sorry, I'm long-winded, people. It, the, the war is on information now, right? So they've created tribes, and now they've taken our information from us, and we're not able to actually debate information that's factual anymore because they actually want to make take some of it away or censure Or they it. want to make a point, and it goes back to the personal discipline to calm yourself, which is the hardest thing to do. I have a problem with it. You, you believe something, you see something, you know something, and you get emotional about it. You, you get excited. You, like you're, you believe what you're saying, so it's hard to put that fire out. Um, it's really hard, but we have to, because we have to cross the line. We have to kind of have a conversation. It's one thing, one thing I like about hot springs. You go to a hot spring, everybody's sitting there butt naked. You don't know if they're a liberal, conservative, whatever. I have seen a few conservatives there. I run into a lot of liberals there. Um, but everybody's just human beings, and you generally can just relax and talk about anything because you're not there to prove much. You're just hanging out in the hot water talking. So... We 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 got to work on that. We got we have to get people moving that direction on their own. Like you're my friend, you're my brother, you're my sister. Why do you think the way you think? Why do you believe this? And actually ask that to learn something, not to beat them up. I don't I don't think I don't think these toxic people that are controlling the narrative have any interest in like civil civil discussion. I think 
I think so, the solution would be to somehow not let the toxic people to control the narrative. Um, well, I, but do I you think I don't? Well, no, we ignore them. So, and also, it's a two prong attack. Also, I mean, what you got, you need what work. I'm saying. Like, too. I don't think they can censor us and hope that we're going to go away. Like, I do, I think I'm trying to figure out what it is that they want. And I know that we're not going to go for it. I mean, I mean, we, because I'm not trying to take a camp here. But for those that would like laws upheld, freedom, freedom of speech, and all the people that feel like things are unfair, even though I know the other side would say, we feel like well, it's unfair. Well, hang on. You're, I don't you're, think we're going to be well, okay with it. Are you So for someone that has a spiritual channel, you're, yeah. you're saying logically, well, what do they want? Wouldn't a deeper question be like, what do they resonate with? And it, what do they resonate with is completely like not what they want. So if they just resonate with toxicity, then what difference does it make what they want? Because when they get what they want, they're still, they're still going to want to go out and complain and spread... Vibe, you know. Yeah, well, when I'm saying they, and that's, I shouldn't be so um, vague, but yet every time I'm sitting in this chair, I forget the names, but I'm talking about the Bill Gates, the Klaus Schwab's, the, the Black The Rock, baddies. The baddies. Oh, so you're talking My about Dr. the baddies, not their army below them. Well, okay. they must know that we are coming up on, okay, actually, maybe they're not seeing it like I'm seeing it, because, you know, we're, we do live in our echo chambers, but they are now, so we've became tribal. We're completely polarized, and now we have, we're trying to talk. Like, we need communication, yet information is at war, right? So now information's at war. And are, are they really thinking they're going to break it and take it? Like, is the republic going to break? I, I I'm guess I'm getting it. I don't think we're going to put up with it if it continues. Something's like going to break because it's it's too polarized, and if they keep going off the crazy end, like, and I hate to say it, but, like, we do know another election's coming up. And we did just have a compelling uh, documentary that that we'll discuss in the future after we watch it. Like it's, I it's just boiling. I guess there's a lot boiling right now. And so and it sounds from, like it sounds guess, like she I, wants uh, us to secede from the union. Oh uh, well, I mean, Texas. as a Texan, Texan, we would always Texas. if you just so you know, guys, as a Texan, <laughs> most of us Texas. do Texas. always dream we about had, the day it's we're just Texas. We had Brexit, so ours would be Texas. Oh yeah, but um, I guess from a spiritual perspective, I do don't want to sound so gloomy and doomy. I do want to say. I still think it's wonderful to live here on life and earth because we came here to muck about. We came here for the drama. Um, and honestly, you can just sit in your little quiet corner and know that like there, there's still happiness. There's still bliss. And, and you life's get what okay. you think about. Yeah, you Focus get what you think about. I Meaning, So I, mean, I guess I, I have, I'm interested because I do like diving into all the drama of world, but yet at the same time, actually, I guess that's what I'm working on. I was going to say it doesn't bother me, but lately, especially after I moved back to Texas, <laughs> I'm around it more and I'm more aware of my echo chamber and it does bother me. Like it does, it bothers me to know that, that we're allowed to stand outside the judge's house, especially a Supreme Court judge. It's even funnier that you would think they're the highest law in the land and they could just be like, can someone please come arrest someone? I'm being intimidated, <laughs> my family. And yet from the very pulpit of the president, they're supporting breaking our laws. So yeah, that does bother me. Of course, I just I can still go sit on my meditation mat and know that everything's going to be okay. Because there's no getting life wrong, guys. Seriously. Or or just get prepared to flee to greener pastures, and you know when things get bad, just throw down your rifle and run. And uh, what, it doesn't what? resonate with Matt very well. <laughs> well, I, I'm just wondering where the greener pastures are. Well, I, he I, thinks it's in, in in Russia, up in up in actually the, uh, no no Siberia. No, that's an example of oh, that's, that's un- the but that's the an eye, example. Okay, the that's, world's eyes are on us though, guys, Ecuador, because we are the last I don't know, I mean, democratic republic. That if it is 
ending for us, it ends for a lot of people in the West. Yeah, where, where would I go? Where's the greener pasture? That, that's something, I mean, you, you guys, I don't know if I should be sitting at this table, really, because you, you, sometimes I think, man, I, I can't keep up with y'all, you know? But uh, I think... Uh, in what way? Yeah. Well, some of the things you're saying, I'm just like, what the hell are you? I'm, I'm not up on the current events. Uh, I don't know some of these names you throw out. Oh. But I know some things. And and uh, by the way, if you want to come to Impresario Camp, there's other leaders that I, that I hire to come out there. So it's, it's not like you're just listening to me. We get quality people out there that have a lot of life experience, and they come out and talk to you from their experiences that are vastly more than mine. I'm more of a facilitator, built a place for people to come out and get together. Um but going back to the the minority and the individual being the like the epitome of the minority, I can only speak for myself, as I've said before, but I don't know where else I could be me other than actually in Texas, United States of America right now. I, I don't know. But you I, like going to Germany. Yeah, to see friends, and it's like a golden cage. It's a beautiful land, but I can't do what yeah. I do. I can be like, wow, look, stay on the line, stay on the trail, don't touch this, do say this, don't do that. You're just speaking from a business perspective. But that's all I am. You understand? I am Matt, and it's what I do. I don't, like, go on vacation and drink beer at a beach. I don't hang with my friends other than doing a podcast <laughs> with you guys. And this is borderline nerdy for me, but I think it's fun, and, you know, I support it. I think it's a good thing because we're getting we're talking to people, uh, or we're talking to people are listening. My point is, I, we, sh- we should listen to the minorities and the people who don't have voices throughout all spectrum. And I say that because uh, because I am one. People are like, oh, bullshit, you know, you're not a minority. Well, no, but if you look at my individual desires and who I am and what I like to do, I'm, I'm very rare. And I can only exist here. It, it, the whole United States of America from its conception has basically boiled down, and, and I can't speak for everybody. I'm sure there's a lot of other people that would say this, but I am enjoying the fruit of their labor and their sacrifice. And I appreciate it very much because I could, you, Hey, look, if you're into it and you like eating hot dogs and watching sports games, you can do it all over the world. I can sum this up for you. Sum it. You'll go down with the ship. Yeah. I, yeah. There's no place for me to go. And I'm, I'm not saying go down with the ship. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> I, I'll find a way. I, I, no, I won't go down with a ship. You'll defend it. You I, be you're not leaving. By some you're, other country no, for your I, expertise. Mentally, I, know, if, if I can be happy. If went away tomorrow, there'd be some government that would hire you to help their army well, and do this. Th- or there's do that. a way because of the way I think. It, it's not. It, it's never physical. It's not guns or anything like that. It's the way you think. I could be in the most boring situation and be completely entertained with the thoughts that I have. But what I'm getting at is. I can only do this here, and people need to understand that. I don't think a lot of people I'm, are using their full potential in this country because they're derping. I'm just, quick question, no speech. <laughs> um, could you do this in other states, or is it just Texas and a few others? No, I could I could probably do it in Montana, Wyoming, Arizona. Florida. I would, Flor- yeah, but the land. You know, Florida's it's, it's hot and sweaty, and I want to get to the mountains. But uh, maybe Nevada. Yeah, Nevada. But again, no matter where you and move, you've got to know the local people. You need to go meet your sheriff. You need to go talk to the local law enforcement. You need to get involved with the community. And you say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. And then people realize, oh, you're not this big, bad, scary weirdo. You, you actually are a, a professional, and you have something to provide our community. And so you, you integrate, and you become part of that community in a valuable way. You find a place to add something to the game. Uh, you don't just show up in a compound outside of town uh, and, and not tell people what you're doing. Russell, I'm curious. I mean, I feel kind of like uh, 
Uh, well, I mean, I left off on a very dark place for our republic. I'm just curious what y'all thought, you know, to close it out with your thoughts or, yeah, I don't know. That's My head's still where, my, where I left it. Well, I think um, Matt had, had a happy thought uh, that he shared the other day, and that is that um, the wealthy men or women that are created from the freedom and environment in America will be grown to such an extreme influential, they're like an Elon Musk type figure, but more of them. And they want to recreate the environment that brought them up and they'll uphold that. And so that's, what's going to keep our Republic alive. And, and if, that, if there's any truth to that, the evidence would be what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter. And he's going to keep, if he does, if he keeps that free, but you know, I, I read, Every, almost every article I read about him is negative. It's so weird. <laughs> well, Actually, I'd like to toot our horn on quantum bombs. Yeah. Before Elon tweeted out about his mysterious death on quantum bombs, we actually discussed it before that. Because we know, you know, because we're amazing. No, I'm kidding. Just because we recognize the importance of what he was doing for us to have a free world. And uh, to just, yeah, in a weird sense, to save the republic, to save free speech. Because I, say, I, I put the two together because if you lose free speech in a way, we're losing the republic. But, um, no, that was actually, it did give me some positivity, Russell, because, as you said, it, it made me picture majority of America feels like we feel. Oh, yeah, we're definitely majority, a silent majority. It, the silent majority, yeah, that, and I think it's actually shifting. Um, Gad, Saad Gad was just on Joe Rogan, and they discussed that. Like, it's starting to come out now. The silent majority that, that, is starting to push back. That's kind of um, where I was going to earlier is um, don't let these people control the narrative. I'm, what I mean by that is... Uh, the majority of people need to actively choose to ignore them. Don't listen to them. Like the people that say, Oh, we're not going to enforce these laws. Like, no, you don't No, We're going to follow our rules. Sorry. You're the minority. Like we're going to, we're going, you know, we're it's gonna, not minority. Or it's follow the law. Yeah. It's not minority or majority. We are the majority and we have the law in our favor. Yeah. But we're you going, have to, you have to back that up though. with the power. And so I guess by actually with action. So and, how do you, well, as well, a minority, and, I need the law to protect me. Actually, let me be clear here. It's the minority that's saying this, and then the people that have the power, also in minority, but are enforcing it and protecting them, only, or, or taking the minority side, I guess you would say. Yeah, there's only like a toxic few people, you know, like in these companies that are able to push their their toxic belief down. But well, like, it's the, um, what is it, the brain fart, governance, it's the GSC, GS, the... For the stock, the shareholders, it's the the meter on how they run the company based on shareholder value, um, governance. So they make sure it's equitable, and then it's uh, environmentally friendly. That's oh the ESG. Unit. Sorry, is what you're I'm having, thinking it's late of in the day. Environmental ESG. social. Yeah, so um, I think that's the corruption of the the corporations oh being God. woke. Yeah, in that's the world. no, that's a way for them to write their ideology into law for sure. But um, um, yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. You were saying it's the corporations. Well, I was saying that, the, like, you could take any corporation and probably the majority of the employees within that corporation are probably just common sense people who just want to get on with life. They're not these toxic people that want to go change everything and burn stuff down. But, like, if you have a couple key people at the top and they're like, you know, you better do this and use pronouns. And the other people are like, okay, well, I don't, get, want, I don't want to lose my job. But yeah, I mean, or get jabbed <laughs> in the arm with something we don't know nothing about. But, you know, it's for good. Oh yeah. In case you that point zero zero one percent that might accidentally croak from something, you better get it. 
Oh, you pissed a lot of people off. No, I don't. Not anymore. No, because that's, I mean, it go, I mean, this goes way back to early on in the conversation. I was thinking about when you talking about how everybody, I, I got it. Everybody I know who got it. Well, everybody here at the tables had it. Exactly. And it was nothing. But the thing is, everyone I talked to said, well, I'm so glad I got the vaccine because when I got it, it was very mild. I'm like, yeah, it was mild for people who didn't get the vaccine, yeah. too. I hate to, hate to burst your <laughs> bubble. Buona bombs. <laughs> you just cut us off? No. Oh yeah, I forgot we have to say bye. <laughs> I was gonna say I was Are gonna you just hit the sh- record. So rude. Where's this? Well, I'm- no, that's not it. That you Thank did you. that to me. Sorry, it is late. This is what happens. I'm no also one cares hungry. about swim meet. But I want. Okay, you know, guys. Well, I, I gotta I close out. Oh, okay. Please, Max. I've always wondered the whole thing about Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, and I'm like, well, why would the Girl Scouts want to be in the Boy Scouts? They've got Girl Scouts, and then it was your wife who explained to me that the Girl Scouts didn't do the cool things the Boy Scouts did. So now they have Girl Scouts. They just don't call them Girl Scouts. Exactly. Oh well, well then that makes sense. I mean, I was a tomboy. I would have probably wanted to join it. the Boy Scouts anyways. I mean, Gene seriously. Was a tomboy. Yeah. Well, they did it, and it's kind of funny. It's like they got Girl Scouts, but they're not Girl Scouts, and they're not even Boy Scouts. It's just Scouts. I see. They can't drive an extra truck. Okay. I you know I always forget to look at camera. You can find me at Beth Hagendorf. On any of my handles, my website's beth.tv, and make sure and check out my YouTube channel, Beth Hagendorf. Anybody else want to say goodbye or throw your handles out there? Yeah, yeah, you can find me on MySpace, Russell Hagendorf. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I bet I've got an account on there, too. I don't know. I probably. Yeah, I, th- I think we, didn't we all have one? And I'll plug Matt's camp again as impresariocamp.com. What is it? Never heard of it. And stay tuned, guys. We have a lot more actually action shots of ourselves on Quantum Bombs. We'll be doing lots of fun, explosive stuff, science stuff, and just out and about stuff. I'm going to be derping. I've just, I love that. I am literally, you know what? I'm, I'm right now into season two of Downton Abbey for the fourth time. Oh. I am totally derping. I'm just going to sit there, that. eat popcorn, and, and watch. It's good Thank that you. we Best have you to represent ever. that side here I on the am, show. I am the derp. Quantum Bombs. <laughs>